I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. We are best friends and dietitians. We have a goal of challenging nutrition misinformation and fitness trends with an evidence-based approach. Each episode, we will dish up our thoughts about the latest facts on a popular health-related topic. We're the Upbeat Dietitians. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Upbeat Dietitians podcast. Hello, everyone. Today, we are talking about one of my personal favorite topics, and we're going to be talking about another diet. So diet review. Woo! So today, we're going to be talking about Weight Watchers, and I'm sure you've heard of Weight Watchers or its common modern name. WW. <laughs> but today we're going to talk about kind of what Weight Watchers is, how it works. As always, we always go over pros and cons, and then we'll give you our final thoughts. If you've been here for a while, you know the structure. If not, and thanks for checking in. We're excited you're here and let's get into it. So Weight Watchers has been around for about mental math 60 years decades yeah that's crazy a long time crazy and it's a very popular weight loss program but we kind of wonder why is this popular is it because it works do people get stuck in the cycle of gaining weight losing weight gaining weight losing weight like a lot of chronic dieters and how can we kind of figure this out? So disclaimer, we always like to add these in here. If you like WW and it works for you, awesome. We love that for you. We're glad you feel good. You're happy. It's your body. You do you. We're just going to kind of break down what WW I also, Hannah, going forward, are you going to call it WW or Weight Watchers? <laughs> I have decided. I was thinking that earlier. I was like, what am I, I going to say? I kind of don't like saying WW. Yeah. Maybe I'll like say Weight Watchers. I feel like Weight Watchers is just something I've known it as. Yeah. But I also don't want to get slandered for. Well, they still. Okay. Jumping ahead here. They rebranded to like take the word weight out of their name, but like mm-hmm. all over the website, it still says lose weight, lose weight. Here's how you lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. So like the word weight is We're still gonna everywhere. We're gonna so we can just call it Weight Watchers. Yeah. WW does not feel, does not roll off the tongue well. No. But yeah, we're going to break it down. We're going to break down Weight Watchers, how it works, pros and cons, all that fun stuff, just to give you kind of the 411 from a dietitian perspective, what's going on there? Yeah. I think I get asked about Weight Watchers like at least, at least once a week, but oh, yeah. more than that. Oh sure. yeah. It's been around forever. Um, you guys all know what it is. You get assigned like a number of points that you get to, you get to eat, you have earned. Um, and then certain foods are assigned points. And then if you stay within your points, then the whole idea is that you should lose weight. It's just another way of creating a calorie deficit, because obviously they're not going to give you enough points that you are eating too many calories that just wouldn't work for weight loss. 
So all it is is a fancy way of putting you in a calorie deficit. That's actually more confusing because having knowledge about calories is actually not a bad thing. We just don't need to be like micromanaging our calorie intake. But anyway, um, yeah, like I kind of already said, they did a rebrand and I think it was 2018. So they changed from Weight Watchers to Wellness That Works or WW. And the whole point was to like get away from the whole, it's a diet thing, but spoiler alert, still a diet because their whole thing is about weight loss and you're counting stuff and your intake is limited. There's a million red flags that say it's a diet. Yeah. And I actually saw today when I was on their website that on the top, like with their little like logo, it says WW and it says wellness that works next to it, but it also says weight loss that works. So I don't know if like they changed like what WW means, but it didn't used to say that because I had recorded a YouTube video on this before. And I don't remember it saying that weight loss that works piece, but who knows? I could just stop remembering it. Right. But like, what was the point of the rebrand? If like, you're still going to be doing this. Maybe just since the main logo doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. That's a vague thing. Cause I know, I think around here, I've seen a couple of their centers and it has the WW on yeah. it, Same. even though everyone know, I, I don't think I've talked to anyone that have said wellness that works or weight loss that works. They've all said weight watchers. Weight watchers. Yeah. Like no one calls it WW. They were, they were branding themselves too well. I know they were Weight Watchers for like 50 years, almost 60 years. Yeah. So like, it's going to take, I'm, it also might be something that takes time where people will. That's true. Forget it. But if they keep talking Our about generation. weight loss. Yeah. Let's get into it. So let's get into it. Hannah already talked about the first point, kind of the, one of the biggest problems with Weight Watchers is the point system. They preach, eat what you love. Nothing's off limit. Unless it's outside of your points for that day. Which is very easy to do. Yeah. And they say kind of, yeah, just really kind of preaching nothing's off limits. Just track your food, stick to a budget and eat zero point foods, which we're going to get into, which is very fun. But they kind of really argue that no food is off limits, but there are also arbitrary point values that you must stick to in order to be successful. Because you are given right. this money and you can, you can eat whatever you want as long as you stick within that limit. So maybe I want, I think I was talking to someone who wanted a piece of cake or something. And they were like, it's not even worth the points. I've heard that so many times. It's not worth the points. So all you do is base food on its number of points. And mm-hmm. I know people who can like rattle off how many points any food has. But they just like, it's no. Crazy. Yeah. They just like, no, cake is that many points, bacon's that many points. Like they just yeah. like no. And they're constantly calculating throughout the day. It's just uh, you know how they say, shoot, I'm gonna say this wrong. Same person or like same thing, different font. It's the same thing with it's just a different way to calorie count. It literally a is. little different because there are technically zero foods, which aren't even it. zero calorie foods, but no, still it's it's this whole interesting it's an system, algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. But so with yeah. those higher foods is since people say it's not worth the calories and they feel guilt when they eat them, right? Which is teach just reinforcing, like eat those foods that don't have any points because you can eat as many as them, but limit your higher calorie, your higher point foods, because those aren't as good and you can't have an unlimited amount of them. Right. 
but like I was reading like a blog on this and they were giving the example of like if you go to McDonald's and get like a sandwich like for in the for breakfast but like a sandwich or like a coffee that's like 17 points if you have like 22 like for the day yeah. yeah like you get your breakfast and that's it even though that sandwich yeah sure it's McDonald's whatever but it probably had like three 400 calories you had a coffee if you add sugar to it, it's another point um but like that's your whole day just for like a breakfast that isn't even I don't even want to say good and bad obviously it's not good or bad but like nothing right. outrageous yeah Ugh. So it's so easy to blow it. And then when you do blow it, you feel guilty because of this arbitrary number that has this hold on you. Yeah. But don't worry, guys, you can add points now. So they have, they like, they're always changing, which we'll get to why that's a con because it's like never making any sense, like what the rules are. But with their most newest update, you can now add points to whatever point value you're given by doing healthful habits, like eating non-starchy veggies, drinking water, and my favorite, being physically active. So you can earn your food. If you do exercise or eat your veggies, you get to eat more if you've earned it. Which just teaches people that like those, it really kind of deters what our perception of those different healthful habits are because then people pair exercise with earning food and when they don't exercise they feel like they can't eat more food even if their appetite is higher or if they don't have a vegetable they feel like they can't use as much but when they do maybe they ignore they see kind of as like a reward system where I eat my vegetables so now I can eat or even though vegetables by itself are fine to eat you don't need to eat them to earn something else. Right. We said that in the last episode, well, not in order from you guys, what you're hearing, but in our set point weight episode, we talked about how if you eat veggies because you just like to eat veggies, you might find that they actually like taste kind of good sometimes. And you actually like them. If you're not only using them as a punishment or because there's zero points and you can just use them to have this feeling of like faux fullness. Exactly. (sighs) Let's talk about like the zero point foods some more because that's also changed recently. I did not know it has changed. Yeah. So now it is not the same for everybody. They have different plans and different plans have different zero point foods. So like, for example, if you have diabetes, you have different zero point foods than someone who doesn't have diabetes. Yeah. The zero point foods, like sugar-free options. (sighs) No, exactly. They don't tell you. I was like trying to Google it and you can't find like, maybe you can on the website. It's not clear. I bet there's some blog out there. I'm actually going to do this live. Okay. Um, I'll work with you. There are some like, okay. Those are different categories and I forget who gets what. Cause you can be in the green group, the blue group or the purple group. Let's see what kitchenparade.com wait one of these says weight watchers website says chicken fish and avocado are zero point foods so i think they have like a list like that are universally zero point but they also have ones i believe based on your plan if you're green blue or purple oh there's a page called diabetes the diabetes tailored personal points program huh So like the green plan is 
it's most generous with 30 points, but it has the most limited zero point foods. So the only reason you get more points is because you have to eat less zero point foods. <laughs> and then the blue plan is the new name for what used to be called freestyle. Oh my gosh. They are like rebranding all the time. So that's like their moderate plan of like a minimum of 23 points and a generous free food list of 200 plus. And then the purple plan is the most like smallest points of like a minimum of 16, which that's like nothing, holy cow. And then an enormous list of 300 plus free foods. So basically you like take an assessment and then an algorithm gives you one of these three plans and then you get your certain number of points and then you get a list of like what foods are free or zero points. Right. And they're supposed to be tailored to the user, but they're not, they're just based on an algorithm. So if you, for example, didn't like any of the free foods in the blue group, like you're out of luck. <laughs> like you're stuck eating foods that have points. But I think the biggest beef I have with the whole point thing is they don't actually teach you about anything. Like just because you know that an apple is how many points, maybe it's zero points, I don't know, as a bad example. But just because you know a certain food is X number of points does not actually teach you about like what's the nutrient composition of that food? Is there enough protein in that to keep me satisfied? How many calories are in that? And I don't think we always need to be micromanaging calories and proteins and fats and all of that, but it's, right. it can be educational to like know those types of things. So you know how it can make you feel like if you don't eat enough protein in the day, you might notice you don't feel very well, but if you have no idea what foods even have protein, so all you've ever learned about is from Weight Watchers, you never like make that correlation there. Yeah. And it kind of just teaches you that your body needs this money or needs this many number of points of food to kind of run. And that's it. It doesn't really tell you kind of how to pair snacking together. That's a little bit more satisfying or components to really kind of incorporate or whatever it's because we could probably, I could probably make a day of eating with Weight Watcher points. That's all like fruit or all protein or something like that. And that would not be beneficial to me. Um, I don't know the extent of their education or whatnot. I do know there are coaches. I don't know what the coaches teach, but just kind of insinuating that food equates to some type of point value is not helpful for the long run. Right. It doesn't actually teach you. And it also can really discourage you from actually listening to your hunger and fullness cues and like actually figuring out how to apply like what I call the satisfaction factor, because food has to be more than just like physically nourishing and like filling. It also has to like satisfy you. Like if you just eat boiled chicken breast every day, you're not ever going to actually feel satisfied. Will you feel full? Yeah, obviously it's like just straight up protein but you wouldn't feel satisfied. And so you would likely end up overeating or binge eating later. So like, even if you fill up on these zero point foods, you get a ton of volume. You're not actually ever going to feel that mental satisfaction. You don't ever learn about hunger and fullness cues. You just like learn how to like, this is, this is how many I get in the day. Yeah. Cool. Well, don't worry. Not to make bad. it even more confusing. They also have rollover points. This I did one, not know this about. Yeah. Weight Watchers. So I knew everything else except for this one. The basis of this one is like, say you have gone over on your points today, that's okay, but you have to eat less tomorrow. 
Because you can just use your points from tomorrow to feed yourself today. Because that's how it works. Yeah. It also assumes that our body's needs are the same every single day, mm-hmm. which is not, that's also why I don't like calorie counting because it's simply an estimate. There's no way to know for sure in this given moment, how many calories you're actually burning. Yeah. Unless you're jumping into like a <laughs> bod pot or something. Right. Every single day. Right. After like exercise, you're like, what do I need for today? Right. Because we all have access to those body composition or the. BMR calculator, super advanced machines. Yeah. Yeah. I would hate that. Oh my gosh. If I like overate one day and I'm like, tomorrow's going to suck. I have to not eat dinner or something like that. Yeah. I know someone who is not on Weight Watchers, but she does. Oh gosh. I'm going to get mad just talking about it. She does one no carb day and then one like regular carb day. And she's like, I don't know why, but I'm always craving carbs. I'm like, why don't you do just like moderate carbs every day (laughs) rather than like one day of none, one day of like you call normal slash moderate, but you end up just binge eating on carbs. You didn't have them the day before. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the same thing. Like if you are planning on having a day where you're going to be under fueled, your brain's going to recognize that and likely lead to you over consuming in, in, in an anticipatory fashion. It's just so dumb. Our bodies are so much more complex than just a number of points. Exactly. Yeah. And another big problem with the, just really going after this point system is if people save their points for the end of the day, or if there's a special occasion, they're like, I'm going out to eat. I know I'm going to eat a little bit more. I'm going to eat as little as possible throughout the day so I can enjoy myself. Or maybe they're like, oh, I'll be really good throughout the day. So that way at dinner, I could have like a dessert maybe, or I could eat a little bit more. And it really forces you to fixate on that number and that point system because you're constantly thinking about today, how many points do I have left? How many points is this meal? Is this snack? Can I afford to eat this? Do I need to skip this snack? Should I ignore this hunger cue so that I can eat dinner? Um, but yeah, our calories, are, as, as Hannah said, our calorie needs change based off your physical activity levels, what you have kind of going on that day. And this is why we are not a fan of calorie or point tracking systems yeah you're not a robot that only needs x number of calories every day it's also why i hate calorie deficits well i don't hate calorie deficits i hate what it's become Uh, very romanticized and yes people are like just good in a calorie deficit just being a calorie deficit (laughs) oh you live in a larger body you must have never heard of a calorie deficit let me inform you on what that is and tell you exactly why i think you should do it'll fix all of your problems even though you never asked i just saw that you were fat and so i said you should do that yeah yeah stupid okay well we've got one last beef with not really the point system but like the whole system in general Um, on the bottom of their website and like in different places, it says 
this one's not really related to like Weight Watchers really, but just like bashing on doctors, I think more so. It says, get started with the number one doctor recommended weight loss program today. And I guess I don't want to bash on doctors because there's some really great doctors out there, but I have, there's some great ones. And we don't like that advertisement though. (laughs) No, because these are the same doctors I'm guessing who my patients and my clients and my people on TikTok always tell me about that told them to lose weight just because they have a BMI over 24. Like these are the same doctors who are fat phobic and always pushing on weight loss on people who come in because they sprained their ankle. Yeah. And just because the doctor says you should do something doesn't mean it's actually going to be a good fit for you. Like unless your doctor, unless you express weight as a concern to your doctor and you guys have a good conversation about it, talk about, you know, maybe what you've been doing, then they can maybe talk about what to do for weight loss, but it shouldn't be Weight Watchers. It should be referring to a dietitian who actually can discuss nutrition and exercise with you. But yeah, there's just too many doctors pushing things like Weight Watchers, keto, Noom, 1200-calorie diets without getting any information on what that patient's needs actually are. Yeah, this falls a lot under our thin privilege and fat phobia episode too as well. We're not saying that all doctors are bad. If you're a doctor and you're upset that we're telling you to stop telling everyone to lose weight, even if it's like, even if you haven't heard the whole story, then we're upset with you. But there should just be more referrals to dietitians. It's not just kind of, I've either heard eat less or I've heard do Weight Watchers, do Noom, do Keto. I've even had patients who are seeing me, a dietitian, and their doctor will just say I don't exist, not see my notes in their chart and give them alternative advice, even though they're seeing me, a dietitian already. We exist. We want to okay. help you with your health. We probably won't have you do Weight Watchers. We'll have some <laughs> actually realistic advice for you rather than just eat less than 24 points in a day. Yeah. Something we didn't talk about on here. I'm just thinking of this now is what happens when you lose the weight? How do we maintain that? Cause then people stop doing it and they stop tracking all their points and they don't, they don't know how to eat. All they see is food as a point. That's why it's been around for 60 years because people do it. They lose the weight. They can't maintain it. They come right back. That's how they have been in business for that long and how they afforded to have Oprah as their spokesperson. It's because people are dependent on it and don't actually learn so they can go off and do things on their own. When you see a dietitian, it sometimes can be expensive if you're paying out of pocket, but the goal is to see the dietitian for like three months, six months, a year, learn what you gotta learn and never see us again yeah you're set for life yeah i'm trying to keep you around for no like we like you but yeah we want to teach you how teach you the basics about nutrition or to your personalized situation what you have going on of course like if something changes like maybe you have some type of cardiovascular development or diabetes development or something change something changes that would warrant a nutrition intervention then we'd love to see you again but we're not trying to keep you in a loop of oh you improved well it's not no longer realistic you're not going to maintain that without our help yes we give you the tools you need so you don't need us ever again yeah we don't want you to be dependent on us. No. And that's the difference between 
a dietitian and a diet. Uh, okay, do we have any other final thoughts on this? I guess we have one positive, but it's not really a positive. It's kind of like a backwards positive. I'm just gonna say it. our only positive we had written down was that the zero point foods are tailored to the user. Whereas previously they were the same for everyone. But like we already said, they're not really that tailored just based on an algorithm. Yeah, they're a little more tailored. A little. A little. <laughs> they're trying. They tried to get away from the diet thing, but they're still doing weight loss. So. And diet rules. And diet rules. Limits and earning your food and saving up for events. Yeah. Okay, final thoughts, final thoughts. So they're changing all the time, which again is why they always can count on you coming back. So you don't actually like learn and they're always gonna be changing. So you like have to like keep up with it. Um, they rely on you coming back until they stay in business forever and ever and ever. Food is more than just points. Mm -hmm. It's more than just points. Food is like calories. Food is macronutrients and micronutrients. Food is emotional. Food is cultural. It's more than just calories or more than just points and calories. Mm -hmm. Kind of like how Noom and Octavia say they're not a diet, they're a lifestyle. Weight Watchers is the same way. It's still a diet. 100% a diet. And again, wrapping up here, they just make a calorie restriction look different or cooler or sexier. So you feel like you aren't restricting, but you're only allowed so much food. So the truth is you're still going to likely be under fueling and not be able to maintain any weight that you actually lose. Yay. Another diet review. You guys literally always know what we're going to talk about in these. If you're listening yeah. all the way to this, thank you. But I don't know why you just did. You already knew what we were going to say. Thanks for sticking around. They're sticking around for the bonus question. That's, That's true. That's the best part. If you That'll skipped up different. to here, hey, welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Not dietitian approved. Nope. Work with the dietitian directly. Even if your goal is weight loss. Like yeah. Emily and I don't do that, but there are plenty of weight loss dietitians. Oh, yeah. We'll refer you. Ask us. Yeah they yeah we're not anti like weight loss we just don't do it we don't like talking about attention to weight loss There's other goals for us to focus on so yeah. like if that's there your are goal, other dietitians that specialize in it yeah exactly we refer to them yeah and they will teach you how to not do weight watchers we <laughs> <sighs> good cool let's talk about our bonus question so i don't think i have an answer to this so i want you to go first hannah well, but no, the question I is, <laughs> I know, what is your least favorite food? We always talk about what the best one is or what our favorite one is, but what is your least favorite? Ugh, nothing that's like not weird. Like I eat most quote unquote, like normal or common foods. I'm not picky at all. I have like preferences, of course, but like I eat most things. So all I can think of is like weird stuff, like things that have eyes or like <laughs> bugs or I guess like a not weird one. It's like super spicy stuff. I don't like anything spicy because mm -hmm. I can't handle it because I'm a baby. But like in terms of like normal foods, like I'm thinking of like Ross, like he doesn't like like sun-dried tomatoes. It's like a typical kind of like normal food. I don't have that kind of thing where like I don't like something like that. Mm. so I don't know I guess my answer is like spicy stuff because like I'm defaulting to that but okay I think mine is gooey cheese foods that's I so like, bizarre 
That's so I bizarre to me. Like, I don't like lasagna. I like the concept of lasagna. <laughs> I would eat lasagna if it had no cheese in it. I'd love that. Like noodles and meat sauce. I'd eat that every That's spaghetti. <laughs> but it when it hurts me, so that's always my also default. Like anything that hurts me, I'm not the biggest yeah. fan of. Yeah. Um, but it like freaks me out. That's hilarious. I, don't, I think it's a texture thing. That's what I think of other like I think mine are also like more texture related. Like mm. I think it's sashimi. Mm. I don't love that because of the texture. Because it just freaks me out. I only like it if it's like really high quality. If it's like at a buffet sashimi, mm. no. No. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like a nice Asian restaurant. I would love some good high quality sashimi. Yeah. But I get it. The texture is weird. Yeah. Gooey things and like things that like are super soft and just don't, they just like melt. I'm like, what's happening? Oh, I love me like melted cheese, like a like a brie, like a brie wheel. Oh, I like brie, but I don't like when they heat it up in the oven. Then so it, good. then I'm like, no. <laughs> okay. Well. I don't know how excited I mean, that I'll was still for eat our it. listeners. I mean, <laughs> I know, and I'll try to eat spicy stuff. I like try. I just yeah. like, can't. Oh yeah, I went to Hawaii recently and I ate poke, like probably one of the most high quality raw fish I'll ever have access to, and I could tell it was high quality and yes. fresh, and I just couldn't get over the texture. And I was no. like, I wish I could like you, yeah, but I can't. Right. Like, I wish I liked spicy stuff. I really want to. There's so many good things that are spicy that I can't enjoy. Mm-hmm. It might be one of those things I convinced myself to like kale after a couple of years. So maybe <laughs> I'll just keep like exposure therapying myself. Like, or I just force myself to like, you know, I mentally told myself, I'm like, this is good. And yeah. then eventually I liked it. But also I'm not getting the best quality here in Illinois. So. No, we have the worst seafood in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. A big bummer. Well, that was not super thrilling, but now you guys know our least favorite foods. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe in a couple years we'll like them. Yeah, that's true. I'll keep trying new hot foods. These aren't bad foods. No. They're just our personal preferences. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Love you all. XOXO. And we will see you next week. Gossip. (laughs) XOXO. The gossip eat girls. <laughs> Ew, what? XOXO Tud girls. Oh, I don't like Tud girls. Your favorite Tud buds. We're just going to stick with that tud neutral term. I like that one. Yeah. Your favorite Tud buds. <laughs> okay, bye guys. All right, bye. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of the Upbeat Dietitians with your host, Emily Krause and Hannah Thompson. We appreciate you all so much for continuing to support us. In order to support us and sustain the success of this podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to provide us feedback for future episodes and guest stars, follow us on Instagram at The Upbeat Dietitians. Lastly, you can show us support by providing a monthly donation using the link at the end of our bio. Once again, thank you so much for listening today and stay tuned next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.